Well, we open the program with comments from a British Open champion in tears. Here's one with a smile on his face, but I'm sure there's a bit of empathy among what Cam Smith's been through. What a way to welcome the listeners to the 17th by our first live guest, Ian Baker-Finch. Fantastic to see you in person and back and in Australia. Thanks very much, Quentin. Great to be with you. Fantastic job there at the start of the show. I've been sitting here listening to you for the last 15 minutes. That was uh, all, all your own handwritten notes that got all of that through. That was absolutely amazing. And yes, I am a huge uh, motorsport fan. Uh, good to see the Chevys doing well. I was always a Holden guy back in the day. And, uh, and you did drive in yeah, that? Yeah, I did three times. I, I did in the celebrity race. Finished second to... Uh, to Guy, uh, one year, maybe around 96 or something. But, um, yeah, had, had a good time and uh, always enjoy the motorsport. And F1, too, when I'm overseas, it's easy to travel. Uh, watch on Sundays over there. How long are you home for? And I say home in inverted commas. Yeah, no, I always call it home. Yeah. Sun, I'm a Sunshine Coast boy and always come home for three months a year. I didn't for a couple of years during COVID, but uh, always three or four months at home and the rest of the time in Florida doing the CBS golf. Yeah, and you've had uh, TV huts alongside some of the most famous mm -hmm. greens in the history yes. of golf. Now, how does, how does this compare? Look, we've got an open little DJ hut here, which we're sharing with the guys mm. on the decks. We can see, like, the, the, the flag's about 20 metres away yeah. from us on yeah, this elevated be... 17th green. Fans are going to pack in. What do you reckon? I think it's fantastic. I mean, you, you'll see a lot of action here at 17 today. If you miss that whole by a foot or two to the left of the cup, it'll come off the green. So a lot of people over where we are now on this side of the hole, the left side is the players play it, we'll see a lot of action. Most balls you'll see will come up about 20 feet short in the center of the green, they're just playing safe. But the, the whole atmosphere here is fantastic. The, the players are really only about, from the back edge of the green, they're three meters to the fans. Yeah, and if the they hold the a green. putt, there's like, they chuck us crazy. a ball, chuck us a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully no one falls out of the stands this year. So. <laughs> You know, there's, uh, there's a few Southern Comforts uh, to be had up here in the stands, and I'm sure there'll be a few by later this afternoon. They'll be having a grand time. Uh, you do heaps of golf and have done over the years. I've described this, and for those that know their golf, it's, it's like the mini Arizona, the, mm -hmm. the 16th, the party hole. Yes, it, that's how this it started there, TPC Scottsdale. Uh, we play the Phoenix Open there every year, so usually about the first or second week of February. Uh, they'll have 500,000 fans for the week. Sometimes on the Saturday, 200,000 will come out, especially if the Super Bowl's being played in Phoenix that year, which it usually is every four or five years. They'll go to a sunny spot in the middle of winter. But it's, uh, it grew and grew and grew. And as you said, now it's about 25,000, 30,000 people in that huge grandstand oh, around got that 3, hole. we here. This, that's how it started there. Mm. This is exactly how it started. And it's, you know, it's an easy hole. It's just a wedge. Some of the guys, big hitters, will even hit a sand wedge in there, believe it or not. Uh, so it's, it's fun. This hole's shocking if you miss the green. It, it, some have said it's a, sort of got that sawgrass feel because even though there's no water off the edge of the green, it is a plateau, a plateau and it falls away. Mm. It falls away quite abruptly, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult chip. If you miss the green here, par is really a good score. So uh, the fans get a bit of everything, don't they? They'll get the nice long putts for birdies. They'll get guys putting off the green, uh, chipping and chipping back again. And yeah, they'll get a little bit of everything. It's exciting. Well, it's awesome that you could uh, be here to share it with us, Ian Baker-Finch. And I think naturally, we heard Cam Smith at the top of the program. Uh, he had a terrible day mm. yesterday. And uh, you quite openly spoke about the yips that you had after winning the British Open. Now, this isn't necessarily the yips, but uh, oh, no. there's, there's an empathetic line that I'm sure you could find there. What, I, I could not 
believe two over into seven over mm. to a guy that uh, is Australia's top ranked golfer. Uh, won this event last year on this course, knows it so well. Well, you can just tell by the way he sounded in that interview you played. He was really distraught. He was really, really disappointed. This is his hometown. You know, he grew up as a kid in Wantima. You know, he's a Brizzy boy, uh, and it meant a lot to him. Uh, I remember when I came back after winning the Open, I three-putted the last green to miss the cut at the Australian Open. I was so angry, I broke my putter over my knee, and I thought later, well, why did you do that? And I thought, it meant so much to me that I'd let everyone down. I came back as the Australian, as the British Open champion and, and did that. So I think he feels the same way. He was just so disappointed it meant that much that I think he'll do really well this coming week at the Australian Open. Because as he said, he actually was moving really well on the range yesterday morning. He's probably the best he'd been for a while. So he was expecting something low. He needed to shoot two or three under par to make the cut. Uh, and he just couldn't get it done. Ken, I mean, how do, how do you bounce back from that? Because we had him on the program just before the Hong Kong tournament. He went very close to, yes. to winning there. I mean, he didn't drive the ball great and missed a few putts. But still, by, by his standards, he looked in really good nick. And I spoke to him about the, the coveting of the Stonehaven Cup. And he said, yeah, this is the thing that I want to achieve because it, I've been close, but I've never won the Australian Open. So how do you go from, from tears after missing the cut to then being able to be right back on top of your game and contending at the Lakes and the Australian next week? Three or four hard days of practice. I mean, he hasn't actually been putting in the last week. He's had his Bucks night. He's getting married in a month's time. 30th of December, I believe. Tiger's birthday. Um, he, he'll work it out. Grant Fields, his coach from up there at Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast. I saw Grant yesterday, was walking with him, talking to him. Uh, said he's nothing wrong with his swing or his body. He's just, uh, he's been with the boys, been back with his family, been with his mates. So uh, I think he realizes that even as good as he is, you know, top 10 player in the world, major champion, that uh, you still have to put in because the, the competition's tough, it's strong. It's, such a humbling game, oh, isn't it, is. it? Oh, my gosh, I know. I, I, I think for everyone, I mean, 17 handicapper like myself, you know, but anyone who's a golfer goes and thinks, if you don't put in, even if you're that good and a British Open champion, the game can bite you. Yeah, sure. And it's only one week. You, you can't play great every week. Golf's that way. You can have a great career by winning once a year for 15 years. Some will say, oh, you won 15 times. You know, that's a good career. If you won twice a year, you're one of the real stars. Three times a year, you're a superstar. So you only need to win. Well, Tiger won 25% of the time. Yeah, but he's a freak. And he was the best ever. Mm. Very, very few people win 10% of the time. Maybe like a Phil Mickelson might have won 10% of the time. Jack was less than 20, Jack Nicholas. So to win, uh, to win at all, you're a good player. To win consistently year in, year out. To win a major, you're already in that elite level. So he'll, he'll figure it out. He won't, he won't stay down for long. The unmistakable voice of Ian Baker-Finch with you on Grandstand on ABC Sport. Quentin Hull and IBF right alongside the 17th green here. Uh, looks a bit overcast, a bit it's of wind around. Good for golf. Yeah. Really, really good. Grey skies, you can see the ball clearly. Uh, it's just a bit of wind. It can get really windy here coming off the bay and coming off Brisbane River down from the bridge. Uh, it's, it's just really a gentle breeze right now, so easy to control, and the course is in great shape. You spoke about stars of, of the game. Let's have a look at the, a couple of the guys that are going to be contending this weekend. We know that Adam Scott's legacy is secure, mm -hmm. uh, being the only Australian to win the Masters. We wait to see what he can achieve uh, still later on in his career. But Minwoo Lee is a guy that uh, was 
top five in the US Open this year. Uh, famous family out of Perth. His sister Minji's won a couple of majors. Bangs it long, as does Lucas Herbert, who's mm -hmm. a guy in the penultimate group today. So, um, any other names of... Yeah, Curtis oh, Luck. Curtis yeah, Luck's right there. he's not far away. Second to last group as well. Mm. And he's more in the, in the uh, Cam Smith mould. Not necessarily the longest of hitters, although he can still hit it pretty far, as can Cam, obviously. But really good around the greens. He's a thinking man. He plods his way around. A very good strategy. Uh, he's right there. Uh, played quite well at the end of the season, so I expected him to do nicely. David Michaluzzi, a number one player from last year's Australasian Order of Merit. Uh, he's right there again after a couple of 68, so always look for David. He's uh, in control of his game the last 18 months or so. And this sort of course, as Cam said yesterday, he didn't quite have it. The pins were tricky. Uh, the wind's tricky. It sort of it, it flaps around. It quarters strangely at times. Um, you, can, you can shoot. You can play well and still shoot a bad score around this golf course. You know, it's hard. Some of the greens, you just roll off into a bad lie. It's hard to get it up and down, that sort of thing. And by the way, we heard Zane speak about the great approaches to number one. So Minwoo Lee has birdied the first. He's oh, moved good. to 13 under. John Lyris birdied it as well. So he's now at 11 under with Adam Scott. So Scott parred that opening hole. Uh, our last group's just on the second. Minwoo Lee at 13 under. Lyris 11 under. Scott 11 under. And Curtis Lux picked up uh, a birdie on the second. So he's moved to nine under. Lucas Herbert birdied the first as well, and he's at nine under as well. Ian Baker, Finch and Quentin Hull with you. Now, uh, we can't go back from here. The noise, golf, I mean, it, it's far from quiet please anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, What do you think about the revolution that we're seeing with the, the, the speakers well, and, and the way that golf is changing? I think we've just come to accept it, and the players accept it a little bit more now, that sometimes when it first started, it's been happening now for 20 years or so, where we've had at a lot of different tournaments around the world, a, a party hole, if you will, whether or not they encircle the entire hole like we've done here or like they do in, at Scottsdale. It's, um, it, it just gives people that are coming to the golf something else. They come and have a few drinks. They come and have a bit of fun. They sit there all day. They see every player. Uh, some people like myself, I actually like to watch my favourite players and go for the walk. You know, I like to be out there with it and kind of feel the emotion of it. You can't do it with any other sport. You can't actually be there right beside them as they play the whole round. But it's a, it's a good option. And having a bit of music playing, and you can kind of hear it faintly, vaguely, you know, around the rest of the golf course. Obviously, close up, it's, it's quite prevalent. But uh, I, I like it. I don't think it should be all golf, if you know what I mean. I don't think every hole should be that way. But well, I like it when it's a standout like this difference I think between obviously what Arizona does on a PGA Tour event you'd never see that at the Masters or the US Open oh, no. and I, I know that was tried at the Australian Open to not great um, reviews what 10 years ago and now I think yeah. so maybe you know those those traditional big tournaments I mean this is a traditionally big tournament but it's seen as the the second tier to to the Stonehaven Cup and what we're doing next week. Yeah, no, I think they're equal. The, the Masters, the Australian Masters, used to be the third of the the triumvirate. Mm. The, this this one on the Australian Open, the big two events, all of our top players have come home to play. Uh, Jason Day wanted to come, birth of another child, uh, so he and Ellie wished them well that he couldn't be here. Um, but they want to come back and they want to show their Australian fans what they've accomplished throughout the year, come back and win one of the big trophies. I, I ran second in the Australian Open three times, never got to win it, unfortunately. I was, it's one of the worst things in my career. I won the PGA, which was nice, and the Aussie Masters. 
But you're right, if you can win those big ones, it just means you're a little bit above the, the rest if you can. So does it feel like a hole for yes. you? Yeah, I ask Cam the exact same question. After everything that these guys achieve, if you're an Aussie and you conquer the world but you don't get your name on the Stonehaven Cup, you feel like maybe there's a, something a little bit missing? Amazing to say that to a British Open champ. Yeah, I, it just means a lot to the guys. It's our fifth major. Yeah. For sure. And uh, they always play it on good golf courses. And uh, as, as this one now, being on, uh, we've had the Aussie Open here. This will be in the Olympic venue, Royal Queensland. Uh, it's nice to play the big tournaments on the great courses like this one. Next week, we go to the Australian and the Lakes. Uh, quite often in the Sandbelt in Melbourne, we'll play. Last year, we played at Kingston Heath in Victoria. So all of the big events are played on our great golf courses, which also brings the players home. Uh, how many events do you broadcast these days? I did 23 for CBS this year in 2023. Yeah. Next year, we don't do the playoffs, so I'll only do 20. Okay. Um, but it's good. I, I enjoy it. It keeps me close. I, I turned 63 the other day, so I've been around golf for a long time. Grew up at Biwa. You know, was a, was a junior there as a 10-year-old, so I've been involved in golf in a, in a, for a long time and uh, humbled to be a, a part of all of this and, and be regarded uh, the way I am as a major champion and to, to come along today and hang out with the kids over in the kids' zone, the Callaway Park over there near the, the second hole, the third, third tee. Um, just, just a lot of fun. Good to be around. As you, you leave, the, because you're so well-connected, I ask Cam this, everyone in golf is still working out what does the peace deal mean? Mm. What's top line golf going to look like going ahead with the Saudi money and the LIV tour and the PGA tour in the States? And it's not just those two bodies, but I mean, what? Well, we, we heard peace, but what do we know? What yeah, do we you know? We don't really know much more about that deal. It shouldn't, the word merger should never have been uttered because it's not a merger. It's not like Live Tour and PGA Tour are coming together. The merger was more about where the money's coming from. PGA Tour in America is going to uh, change its model. It's going to try and find uh, funding, whether it be from Saudi Arabia or whether it be from uh, public investment, from private equity. They'll change that model. I think there's live can be live and can be that type of tour and be a little bit more team oriented and 48 players playing 54 holes and shotgun start. It's not, it's a different style of golf. Yes, they're all good players and, and some really good players. Obviously, Brooks Koepka won the PGA Championship yeah. this year. Did it, did it get as nasty as Yeah, it was it nasty seemed? first year. Yeah, yeah. it was. The, the, uh, the, it's not good and it's still not good now. You know, uh, some of the guys, I won't mention any names, are going around saying, this guy's going, that guy's going, we're going to take over, we're going to do this. But to me, I'm a PGA guy. I'm on the board of the Australian PGA. I see the Australian PGA Tour as a pathway to the DP World Tour to the US PGA Tour. Our players dream of playing the US PGA Tour and uh, they can earn their stripes here in Australia. The guys that get a chance to perform well in these big events like David Michaluzzi last year and Tom Powerhor and, and others got their card into Europe. The top 10 players from Europe each year then get their card into the PGA Tour in the US. They're playing for $20 million a week. 20 million US dollars a week they're playing for. It's It's... It's a dream to go play the PGA Tour in America. And, and you earn your stripes here, you become a better player here, you, you play against some of the great players that come back, like Cam Smith and Adam Scott. Improve your game, Im improve your opportunities, and then eventually get to there. Now, if you do want to go play the Live Tour as it is now, and you have that opportunity, I totally understand. Like Cam was paid a lot of money to go, 
I totally understood that decision. A guy like Jed Morgan, who won here a couple of years ago, but sort of gone off the face of the earth a bit and uh, now struggling to keep his spot there. But a great opportunity for him at the time. Went over and made a couple of million dollars where he didn't have anywhere necessarily to play. He wasn't uh, a member anywhere after winning here by, uh, I think he won by eight shots, didn't he? Record, eight or ten shots. Record scored yeah. under par, yeah. So um, he will always be a good player and he'll, he'll find his feet and he'll get to play somewhere. But to me, it's a, it's a journey. And um, hopefully they figure out the money side of things. And maybe there's a place for both. But we don't need the disruption. And some may say that uh, Live Golf was good because it brought more eyeballs to golf, to the sport itself. Uh, I just don't like the antagonistic style of uh, the way some of the players have handled it. Yeah, it's, it's been incredibly interesting. Mm. And seeing the guys come back for the majors as well. And Kepka was close at the Masters and we get this almost the, the establishment versus the breakaway. I must admit as a fan without, uh, just as a lover of golf, I love the sort of them versus us, us versus them, even if you didn't have a side, it was just, that was I think that lifted the majors, having the two guys that don't, two groups of guys that don't play week to week anymore mm -hmm. coming together, I think it heightened those bigger events. Certainly created a lot more interest for those that were watching that and seeing Phil Mickelson tie second as well with Brooks, mm. right, so two guys from there, I think Patrick Reed played well as well and the majors have said that uh, we, we want to have the best players in the world playing our events, so that will continue, Cam Smith has, has four more years of exemption into all the majors, having won one of them, you get five years, so uh, we'll, we'll continue to see them and the thing that I did enjoy was that they still picked Brooks Kepka to play in the Ryder Cup. Even though he wasn't automatically qualified in the top six, he was seventh, just missed out, but he was still in. And I thought that was the right move. That just showed, that was almost a bit of an olive branch, I felt. So good for the, uh, the, the overall argument of it all. It showed that despite the, the antagonism and the, the, the tough feeling, that we're, we're moving forward with that anyway. Mm. So um, I think we'll... we'll, we'll uh, I'm, I'm always a glass half full guy, so I think we'll figure it out. Time frame? Any idea? Twenty end of 25. End of tw really? Yeah. So still. I think we'll know more soon when we see. But we've already set so our schedule. So same question, sort of 12 months time, but maybe a little bit closer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. How, how are we going to deal with it? How are the guys going to come back? How? What? What's going to happen with that tour? Are, are they going to have some sort of qualification between the two? Those sorts of questions will will all sort of sort themselves out in the next couple of years. And I, I don't know. I can't. I'm not just not saying. I, no one really knows yet. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know what it's like with a headset on and being greenside. I feel like, well, you're in your natural element here. Yeah. But I know you're visiting friends and uh, enjoying the golf. What a pleasure to, to have a chat to you face to face. I know we've spoken on the phone a number of times, Ian. But mm -hmm, we uh, have. awesome to, uh, to have a chat to you here. I've got another good friend of mine here today, another major champion, Wayne Grady, oh. has come up to watch... Uh, He's young, always here. A young Elvis Smiley. He's yeah. come up to watch him. He's a good buddy of the family, as am I. And uh, I'll probably go um, say good day to Wayne and, and catch up with a few people up at the 18th hole. Oh, look, at, um, it's, it's great that you could pop in. Uh, thanks for your insights. Thank you. Uh, not only on the, the state of golf, but uh, the story that you can relate to with what Cam Smith mm. went through yesterday. Uh, who's holding the Kirkwood Cup? tomorrow afternoon? Uh, I think Min Woo Lee is hungry for a big win in Australia, so I'll go with Min Woo. Okay, good on you. Okay. Ian Baker-Finch, what an mate. absolute pleasure. Same here. Uh, really enjoyed it.